the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Hey, friend. Welcome to my podcast, Relationship. I am your host, Cami Crawford. This is our first ever episode. Round of applause. Yes, we are so excited to finally be here. I am so just thrilled that you're even listening to this right now. And I hope you love everything that you hear and continue to keep tuning in every single Friday. Today's episode is all about catfishing featuring yours truly because, you know, I've been on the show for like three years now and I think I know a little bit about it. So make sure you keep listening and I'm just so happy that you're here. You guys, it's me. I'm so excited. This is the first ever episode of Relationship. And in that spirit, um, I have to be straight up and honest with y'all. I have had nervous shits all morning and (laughs) I don't know what's happening with me. I hope that it stops. But that's all I could think about all morning, all week is this moment right now, this episode. I'm so just excited and ready to start in a new platform, in a new place. You guys have been asking me for a podcast for forever. So I am happy to be able to bring it to you. And it's all like my idea. And I I hope you guys love it as much as I do. But basically, let me tell you what relationship is all about. So this is a relationship advice podcast. So you guys are going to be either writing in or calling in every single week with all of your issues. And I'm going to be helping you with them one step at a time. Every week, there's going to be a new topic and a new guest to be able to help me to help you Help me help you. You see what I'm saying? To be able to just get by in life because there are so many relationships in our life, including the relationships we have with ourselves, that are so important and often more important than our romantic relationships. And I think it's important that we try to cultivate those and spend as much time on those as possible. I found out not that long ago that like your best friend is more likely to outlive like your spouse than your spouses to like live long. Does that make sense? Your best friend is more likely to live. What? (laughs) 
<laughs> your best friend will likely outlive your spouse. That's what I'm trying to say. There we go. Get it together. Because of that, like, I think we spend most of our lives, most of us think about like romantic partners, like who am I going to spend the rest of my life with? And I hate to break it to y'all, like it's probably going to be your best friend. Like it might not be, you know, your husband or your wife or whoever, whatever. It's probably going to be like your BFF. So like we're going to focus on those kinds of relationships, best friend breakups, romantic breakups, um, cheating. We're going to talk about roommates. We're going to talk about coworker relationships. We're going to talk about family dynamics and, you know, how to come out to your family, all kinds of different things. It's going to really run the gamut. And I'm thrilled to be here. I'm excited to be here. And I'm glad that you're here too. So let's talk about the first topic of the week. Going to come right out the gate with it. Catfishing. I think you guys know that I know a little bit about that um, (laughs) from my work. I'm the co-host of Catfish on MTV. And it's the most fun in a job that I've ever had in my life. It doesn't feel like a job at all because all I do basically is do what I'm doing now, which is give my unsolicited advice to people who are asking for it or not asking for it. And, you know, the show is really interesting because it's been on for pretty much a decade. Like it's been a decade, over a decade since the documentary came out. And Neve, my co-host, obviously has been killing it for a really, really long time. And For a while, it was him and Max that were helping people, you know, uncover these online relationships that they've been having. And it's interesting, though, because as I've been the co-host of the show, I've recognized that a lot of people have never seen the show. Like they know what catfishing is as a term, but they have never actually seen it, which is wild to me because I've been a fan of the show since the beginning. I've watched the documentary and, and every single episode pretty much that followed that. But a lot of people have never actually seen the show. And so if you haven't seen the show and you've been living under a rock for whatever reason, and somehow you found me and you're like, who's this crazy girl that I follow? I don't know anything about her or what she does. Basically, the show Catfish, we get emails every single day, every single day, literally. I get emails and DMs all the time from people who are like, listen, I've been talking to this person. I met them on Bumble or any dating app and you know, we've been talking for 10 years. Yes, that happens a lot of times. We've been talking for 10 years and we've never FaceTimed, but we talk on the phone every single night. We have the most amazing relationship. I'm in love with them. I want to spend the rest of my life with them. We've already planned a life together. And basically like this is their person. Like this is their person. This is who they're in love with. And they've never met and they've never FaceTimed. Sometimes they've never even talked on the phone. I'm like, you don't have a boyfriend. You have a pen pal who's likely in prison. So we need to work that out and figure out like, what's the backstory? What's really going on? And we basically help that person track down who they're talking to, try to get them to meet for the first time and hopefully make a love connection. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes people show up. Sometimes they don't. And it can be really, really heartbreaking for a lot of people, but obviously it makes for great TV. And I love doing the investigation part. That's like my favorite part about it because I'm naturally very nosy. I'm a Scorpio. So I like to know everything that there is to know about everybody and everything. It's always interesting when we uncover something crazy, like maybe the person is married or maybe the person has kids and they never told them or you know, maybe the person is who they said they were, but everything else that they've ever told this person about them is a lie. Or, you know, maybe it's just the pictures. Maybe the pictures are the only thing that that differ from the actual person. And it's kind of like, okay, well, 
what are you willing to handle? What are you willing to take on? Like, what's your threshold as far as lies go? And how how much are you willing to forgive someone who is willing to lie about anything about themselves, whether it's physical or just their job? Like, <laughs> there's so many different options, and it really is a huge range of deception. But like I said, it's very I enjoy it, and I know a lot of you do too, and a lot of you who are probably listening now follow me from watching me on the show, and so you're already, you're comfortable with me. You know how I am. You know how I get down. You know that I'm always going to give you the real tea. So that being said, basically how I got the job was I thought that I was being catfished, um, which is hilarious and ironic considering the fact that I work on the show called Catfish. Let me set the scene, okay? I was 25 years old. I'm going through my quarter century life crisis. I am on the couch with a bottle of wine almost every single night in my New York City apartment, crying my eyes out because I'm like, I have wanted to be in television for so long. At this point, I had been working as a host for seven years. And all I ever wanted to do was be a TV host. But in New York, TV hosting is, it's not really the same as TV hosting in LA. In New York, it's more like hard-hitting journalism, like politics. Like, what are you talking about? It's got to be like, you know, legit, like Van Jones style. Um, I am not Van Jones. So that was becoming difficult for me (laughs) in my career in New York. I just felt like I didn't really have options as far as like lifestyle and entertainment television, but I was such a New Yorker at that point. I had lived in New York for eight years and never saw myself leaving ever. I used to literally be like, fuck LA. Like anyone who would be like, you should move to LA. I'd be like, fuck LA. LA is for like, has been beauty queens, AKA me. And like just randoms. Like I just, I never understood the concept of living in LA. And like, I didn't get the hype. Living in New York, you're taught to kind of be anti-LA. So I just wasn't, you know, it it just wasn't my vibe at the time. I was clearly crazy. And that's what the narrator would definitely say over the story of my life. Like, but she was insane and L.A. is the best. I was in a place in my life where I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know where I was going. And I needed some kind of change. Like I needed a change or I was going to lose my mind. So I decided to do the smartest thing that I could possibly do, which was pick up my life and move to a brand new city, Los Angeles. And fast forward, it was the best decision that I ever made in my life. But at the time, it felt like my soul had literally been crushed into a million pieces because I just, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't have a plan. And my biggest thing about pretty much everything in my life, because I'm a rising Virgo, is that I need to have a plan. Like I have to have a plan of action, what I'm going to do, where I'm going to live. When I get there, like, where am I going to be? Where am I going to get, you know, tea? Because I wasn't a coffee drinker at the time, which I am now. But like, what am I going to, where am I going to get tea? Like, these are the things that I need to know. And I just decided like I needed to make the move. And it was like, God was literally in my ear every single morning. Like, bitch moved to LA. And I would be like, stop, stop talking to me. <laughs> I'm not going to LA. I'm never going to go to LA. And I did it. And the week that I decided to actually make the full transition and booked my move, booked the movers to come, I get an email 
from someone in the casting department at the production company that produces Catfish. And her name is Rachel. Hey, Rachel, girl. She's the best. She basically hit me up and she was like, hey, we would love to have you come co-host two episodes of Catfish. Would you be down? And I was like, first of all, yes. Secondly, this is definitely fake and I'm going to be like human trafficked. Like this is not this is not legit. <laughs> There's no way because working in entertainment for so long, you just know not to like get your hopes up for any kind of miracle job situation. And I was a fan of the show for such a long time. I just, I, I never saw this happening and definitely thought that even though I had been working for seven years in this industry, that it was going to take longer for me to be able to get to a point where I was hosting a major TV show, but I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go along with it, see what happens. You know, maybe it'll be fun. Maybe it'll be a story for the news, for literally CNN of a missing former pageant girl that got swept up in the foolishness. And so I went with it. And basically they were like, we booked you a ticket to go to Iowa City. That's where the episode is going to begin so see you in Iowa. And I was like, see you in Iowa. And I thought it was a joke. I literally thought it was a joke. I left on a Thursday, I believe. Got to Iowa. They got me like a first class seat. I had my champagne. I was in row one. I remember exactly 1A. I'm sitting there with my champagne. I'm like, this is funny. This is a cool joke. This is going to be hilarious. Like, what am I doing? Fuck it. Like, just like YOLO. Like, that's just how I just decided to go with it. But I was like, this is not real. This is not real. Nothing felt real. I was also in the middle of a move. So it's like moving is a traumatic event. So I feel like you shouldn't do anything with your life like while you're moving because it never feels tangible or like real. And I'm on the plane. I get to Iowa. They send somebody, a car to come pick me up. I'm like, this is cute. They're about to take me to like a boat and I'm going to be on Taken, like literally Liam Neeson. He's going to be there like calling the phone, being like, I'm coming to pick you up. Be on the brim of the boat. Jump off into the sea so I can save you and take you back to your family. I thought I was going to be Taken for sure. But I still was like, fuck it. Come, Sometimes you just got to like take that jump, you know? So... I get to the hotel, I meet with the producers, I meet with everybody, everyone's really nice, everyone's really welcoming. I still think it's bullshit, I still think it's a lie. I literally thought I was being punked, I don't know what was going through my mind. The next day, I get ready, I go to set, I still think it's bullshit. Like I'm literally over at the table where there's like pineapples and grapes and just like stuffing my face with cheese, thinking that like my job here is just to eat stuff off the crafty table. And then Neve walks in and I, similar to today, felt like I had to shit immediately. I was like, what? Oh, so this is real. Okay, so we're doing this. Okay, and now the cameras are on me. Now I'm sweating. Now I'm sweating profusely. Now like my armpits are tingling. I have to poop. I'm like gonna pass out, but like gotta go with it. YOLO, we've already come this far. Neve starts talking to me. I start talking to him. He gives me the little camera and like, there we go. Like, just so you guys know, the way things operate on the show is exactly how they operate in real life. Like with the exception of me flying into the city that we're already going to be at, like that only happens sometimes depending on schedule. But for the most part, everything is just like 
as it's being filmed, as it's being recorded. Like that is the natural progression of the show and just how things work. And people always think that it's scripted. That I wish somebody would give me a fucking script. I wish somebody would tell me what was going to happen on this show that would save me thousands of dollars in therapy bills. But unfortunately, like how I like to plan my life, nothing about this show is planned. Everything just kind of happens as it happens. And I think that's what makes it so great. So we filmed the episode. It's great. I know Neve was looking at me like, who's this bitch? But then we became BFFs, obviously. But it did take like, you know, proving myself to to show everyone that I could be there and I could do the job. And it didn't feel like work. So it was it was great. And then they asked me to come do another episode. And I did that. And they asked me to do two more. And then I did that. And then they asked me to do two more. And then I did that. And now I am the co-host of Catfish. And that is my life story. And that is going to be in my memoir whenever that comes out, which is going to take a long time because I don't read. Um, (laughs) Other than that, I am obsessed with the show. I know a lot of you are too. And, you know, I get stories every single day from people in my DMs, in my inbox, telling me just basically that they're being catfished or that their family members are being catfished. They don't know what to do. You know, it's like tearing their families apart. And I think we're all for the most part used to like online scams and what goes down. I just got one just last night from somebody saying that it always starts off with like, hello, sir or madam. I regret to inform you that your great, 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 great uncle on your grandma's side has died tragically. But good news, he left you behind a $5.4 billion inheritance. And all you have to do is send your bank information, your social security number, um, your driver's license, passport, and your firstborn to be able to unlock it. And I will send it right to you. Just send me all of your banking info. I feel like at this point, hopefully, if you're listening, you know that that is fake and you have never sent them any information at all. But there are a lot of other scams and people who fall for them, like especially the ones that target like elderly people. First of all, fuck you. Like what is wrong with you actually? But it happens so often. And even the ones like it's happened to me too, where like, I don't know what kind of weird ass calling list I'm on, but people will call me and be like, this is the Department of Homeland Security. You're about to be arrested. The SWAT teams are outside waiting for you if you don't give us your account info right now. (laughs) Like, what? Like, it's people really profit off of this shit. And that is what is so insane. But people also fall for it every single day. And I'm just here to tell you, your parents, your auntie, do not give anyone your banking information that says that they are calling from the Department of Social Security, the IRS. The IRS will never call you, okay? Please record this and send it to your family members. The IRS will never call you. They literally say it on the website. They will never call you. They will always send you paper mail, okay? But it's funny because the paper mail from the IRS is very aggressive, but when you call them, they're so nice. And, like, they'll help you with whatever you need help with. But, like, anytime I get mail from the IRS, I think I'm going to prison immediately. And maybe I am. Who knows? Maybe I'm recording this from jail as we speak. You'll never know. How would you know? Well, there's a video, so I guess that's the proof that I'm not in prison. But 
just so we're all on the same page. Like none of that shit is real. Some of them though feel very, very legitimate and like they really put the pressure on you to try to get whatever information out of you that they can, which is horrible. But like try not to fall for it. I know that's easier said than done when somebody says that like SWAT teams are outside. They're not. So these people are probably not even in the same country as you. So you don't really have to worry about it. But just like I said, so we're all on the same page. But anyway, this podcast is going to be all about me answering your questions and giving you guys advice about your situations. Obviously, I'm going to share personal stories whenever possible, but I really want this to be a place where I can help you guys out because you're always asking me for my help and I want to give it to you. I want to give it to you. I want to be the best friend in your head that you guys say that I am all the time. So I want to read you guys a message that I got from someone who wrote in crazy story as usual So this message I got from Jessica. Jessica says, last night I found out that the guy I was talking to that I met on Bumble was still married. She put married in all caps. Mm, He's married, married then. He told me that he had been split from her since December of 2019. Come to find out they got married in October of 2020. Child, delete, block, send straight to hell. That is horrible. (laughs) It's like, I've just imagined his wife. Like, what? Can you imagine you actually like say I do to someone and like make those vows and find out that they've been on Bumble trying to get with other bitches? Sad, sad and disrespectful. Speaking of scammers, this one comes from, I'm scrolling through the screenshots because she got receipts. Uh, This one comes from Tabitha. Tabitha says that I received a message from a guy. His name is Beep. Uh, He started it off with, hey, how are you doing? I should have known he was either trying to scam me or get into my account because he hadn't talked to me before and he started asking if I could help him by sending him a code so he can get into his account. So basically what had happened was because she sent a few different messages. It was, you know, it's it's fine. Moving forward, you know, we're going to make these clear and concise stories from top to bottom because I need all the details. I'm a very visual person. So I need to see like it was a rainy day. I get onto my computer and I log into Facebook and I get this strange message. That's the kind of, you know, I need that kind of va-va-voom. But basically what Tabitha had said was she had gotten a message from this guy on Facebook and he was like, I can't log into my account. I need for you to send me your phone number so I can log back into my account. They're going to send you a code from Facebook and I need you to give me that code as well. So Tabitha, who admittedly says that she was very naive for even giving into this, gives him her phone number, gets the code and sends him the code. And now he is in her Facebook account and she can't get back into her account. (sighs) Tabitha, you should have never sent this stranger. He's a stranger. No, no. And it's it's so weird. He's like writing her and he's like, please now, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Can you send it please now? Please send me the digit code now, please. Send it now. And he's being like very aggressive. Like I'm scrolling through. He's like video chatting her. He's sending her multiple question marks and like really, really coming for her. Please send me the digit code now. Send it now. Send it now. Now? Now? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I want to get in my Facebook. It's not letting me. I need your help now. Like, no. It actually reminds me of 
there's a lot of catfishing that goes on from fake celebrity accounts where people are like, Leonardo DiCaprio messaged me and told me that he needs me to send him $5,000 because he, for whatever the fuck, Leonardo DiCaprio does not need you to send him $5,000. Leonardo DiCaprio is fine. Okay, with the exception of the fact that Rose could have fit him on top of that door in the Titanic, he is 1000% fine and he does not need your money. Please do not give your money to strange celebrities, fake celebrities on the internet. Like I get messages like that all the time. Somebody told me that they thought that they were talking to Andy Cohen because a Facebook account messaged them and said, hey, it's Andy Cohen. I'm not using my official accounts because my management team is like logged into my shit and I don't want them seeing me talking and like having regular conversation with regular friends, but like I'm trying to make new friends and I don't want them to know. And also, can you send me money? Like, I cannot stress this enough. Um, With the exception of like low down dirty athletes and like people who are cheating on their wives, no celebrity is going to DM you or message you from some fake account because they don't want their management team looking. Like that's not that's not the reality of the situation. And honestly, some of the low down dirty scoundrels who are cheating will still use their real account. Like now they have that little vanish mode option on Instagram, which is basically like for cheaters and they're using their real accounts. So they're they're very bold in that way. So you don't have to worry about that. The next one I have is from Brianna. Brianna says, Dear Cammie, my family honestly needs your help. I've also reached out to Catfish Casting Call for this. My oldest sister has been in a bizarre relationship for over five years. But the crazy thing is, they've never seen actual photographs of each other. They've never FaceTimed. And oddly enough, in the age of Zoom, they've never been on a Zoom call together. Mm. Red flag. In fact, they've even planned to meet, but according to him, he made it to the States and then got turned away because of his passport. There also seems to be an odd age discrepancy, but when asked, the family just can't get enough information on this relationship to make an honest assessment. As a bit of background, I'm, I am one of five children, and the sister in question is the oldest. My aunt is also heavily invested because she played a huge role in raising us as well. We don't want my sister to be completely uprooting her life for this stranger. We're ready for her to stop betting on this guy to start her own life. Please help. <sighs> Brianna, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to help other than you literally taking headphones and putting them in your sister's ear right now so that she can hear me say to leave this young man alone or old man alone. Leave him alone. There's no fucking way. In hell. And I know that that's hard for me to say because somebody's like your sister could easily be like, but how does she know? How does she know? <laughs> like, I know. I know. Because there's no way. There is no way. You've never been on a call. You've never zoomed like nothing. And then he actually travels. I don't know. Obviously, he lives outside of the country. He travels to your country and then gets turned away and like doesn't send you a picture like at the border or like I'm on the plane, like something, nothing. No. No, I don't know, because it's hard for me to say, because then you have situations like, you know, there was recently a Catfish UK episode where this girl had been talking to this guy for over a year and they were boyfriend and girlfriend and they had never FaceTimed and they were like saying I love you and like planning a life together. They're both Nigerian. They're from the same tribe and like 
they were just kind of like, how crazy is it that we found each other and we've never met, but like we're wildly attracted to each other and we're from the same tribe. So they felt like they had a ton in common and the only issue was that they had never seen each other. So the girl wrote into Catfish UK. They helped her find the guy. They track him down. Come to find out, apparently he's a Nigerian prince. The reason why he didn't like show her everything about himself and like talk to her on the phone and FaceTime with her and all this stuff was because he didn't want for her to know about like his inheritance and like be attracted to him for his money or like clout status, whatever. So, you know, when you have situations like that, it's like, okay, you know, for Brianna's sister, like she's probably thinking, but he could be a Nigerian prince. And like, yes, he could be, but like probably not. So, yeah, I just feel like we could just skip that altogether because it just feel I don't that you guys have a right to feel like something's fishy about the situation because it probably is. But what I found because, you know, the number one question that we always get asked is how are people still getting catfished? Like, have we not come enough far along in just society? Like, has Neve not given everyone the tools that they need to succeed to be able to, like, reverse image search and do everything that needs to be done to be able to find out who the fuck you're talking to on the internet? What I found is a lot of people just, well, not even a lot of people, everyone just wants to be loved. Like, people just want to be loved. And sometimes that comes with weird circumstances. Like there are a lot of people who are in in in-person relationships with people that are less than amazing. And like, you know, they see them every day, but like there's plenty of shit about them that doesn't make sense and doesn't add up. But at the end of the day, it's companionship. Like you always have someone to talk to. You always have someone to bounce ideas off of and someone to cuddle with and someone to watch movies with. Like I think that at the end of the day, people want that feeling and however that looks is okay as long as they're getting that feeling. Now, of course, we want to always strive for more. We want to always strive for healthy relationships that like make sense for us and make us feel good and make us feel fulfilled. But at the same time, everyone doesn't have access to that. Like even traveling on the show for Catfish, like most of the towns that we go to have like one stoplight and a Denny's and like, that's it. So I think it's easy to come from a place of like not understanding that, especially living in, you know, big metropolitan areas and like having access to hot people all the time. Like some people don't have that. Some people are just in towns that are so small that the only people that they see at their bars, you know, on the weekends are the same people that they went to kindergarten with and they're not fucking with those people or like their cousins. And like, hopefully you're not fucking your cousin. So I think that it's just like, you have to have some kind of like empathy and understanding for like where people are at. And you can't judge, you can't judge. Unless they're fucking their cousin, then yes, we are judging. But other than that, like people just want to, meet people like and it's hard to meet people it's sometimes it's hard to meet people in person like I used to have the worst networking anxiety and thinking about like meeting somebody out and about to go on a date like that's anxiety inducing like it, it causes a lot of anxiety so some people are more comfortable meeting people online and I support it I just feel like we could be 
more cautious and careful about like how we're going about that, how we're meeting people and, you know, making sure that we're being safe because there's also a lot of crazy people out there in the world. And we want to make sure that we're not running into those people and that we're not being those people, like we're not becoming the crazy people. So, yeah, I just I, I, I get the question, like, how are people still getting catfish? I get it. I do understand it. But let's try to think outside of our bubble and understand that everyone doesn't have the same access that we do. So sometimes, you know, the apps and different things like that are the best place. And a lot of people are nervous about being themselves online and in real life. Like we tell people to be themselves all the time, but do we really like what they're showing us? Like, let's really think about it. Like if we really think about ourselves, how are we participating in like catfish culture? How are we actively involved? There's a term called kitten fishing, which I think is hilarious, but also sounds like a porn thing. But kitten fishing is like lightly catfishing. Like I personally will admit, hand to God, I am a kitten fish proudly. I like using filters. I like, you know, edits. There ain't nothing wrong with a little face tune. Like everybody likes that. Well, not everybody. Some people don't like that, but like I like that. I like it. I like her little retouching. Like I I enjoy those things. That's what kitten fishing is when it's like not catfishing, but like definitely manipulating, you know, lighting poses like to get the best result from a photo. Even like the candid photos you take are are they really candid? Are they really candid? Do you really like drink an iced coffee with your hand like pointed up and like reaching out towards the camera? Like, do we really do that? Like, let's just be real, you know? So like, how are we participating? Even, you know, when I think about the age of the internet, like when I first started using the internet as a kid, I would go in these like online chat rooms and they're like, what's your age, sex, location? And I'd be like, 21, female, Miami, like something like, you know, whatever you think is going to be like cute when really I'm like a 13 female and in Potomac, Maryland, like I fuck with Maryland, obviously, but like, is it the most attractive? Like when you're on an online chat and like you want to be like cute and like noticed? Probably not, especially like at that time. So like even those like online gaming, like are you using your real pictures? Like IMVU, there are so many different places to be yourself, but also be somebody else. And sometimes that's fun. And like, so I get it. Sometimes people want to use different pictures and stuff like that. But then like when you're making romantic connections, that's when it gets a little fucked up and tricky. You can't really do that. It's not really accepted. Or you end up on my show, which is, you know, there's that. So yeah, I just think that there can be a lot more empathy and understanding. I like to come from a place of empathy and understanding. I think that a lot of times people support the way that I go about giving advice and like talking to our hopefuls and catfish on the show. But then I also get messages from people being like, you're being judgmental. Like this person had a hard life. But at the end of the day, like a lot of us have had a hard life and we don't result to things that are hurtful. I think that the biggest thing is when someone comes on the show and they've been catfishing and they're willing to admit like, I fucked up, I'm sorry. I'm way more likely to like be nice to you than if you come on the show and you're like, yeah, I fucking did it and I'd do it again. <laughs> and you would do it too for a check. Like that kind of interaction, I'm not fucking with. Like, and then I'm gonna have to read you. So like, 
I'm just all about mutual respect and like accountability. Like accountability is the key. I feel like that's very, very important. And not enough people are willing to take accountability for their actions and apologize. Sometimes all you have to do is apologize. It's very, very simple. But then I'm thinking of other, I've also like hat fishing is a thing. Have you guys heard of that? Hat fishing? It's when you meet someone out, like mostly, it mostly has to do with like guys. Like you meet a guy out and he has a hat on and he's fine. Like he's fine, fine. And then he takes the hat off and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> that happens all the time. When I met my boyfriend, when I met Gordon, he was wearing a hat. And of course, I thought he was fine, fine. Like, of course. But I was like, what does he look like without that hat? I was also very drunk off of Hennessy. And I thought he had a limp because I was actually walking on a tilt because I was so fucked up off the Hennessy. But I did think about the hat situation. I was like, okay, he's cute now. But when he takes his hat off, will he still be cute? Luckily, he was. But like, that doesn't happen for everybody. And, you know, that's a thing. Now in the age of the pandemic, you have mask fishing, which is like, I've been complimented while wearing a mask, which I find to be very, it's just like a strange thing because like, I think you are more attracted to my eyelash extensions. You don't actually know what I look like, but mask fishing is a thing where people have met people out with a mask and they think, oh my God, this person's so attractive. And then they take the mask off and they're like, uh, okay, next caller. Like it's very much that. Which I just feel like it's it's such a weird time because like I saw people, they lifted the mask mandate in LA for like five seconds. Now we're back on it. But I saw people that I've been seeing the whole pandemic for a year long without their masks for the first time. And it gave me like an anxiety attack. Like I started panicking. I was like, who are these people? I only know you by your eyeballs. Like, who are you and what did you do with my local grocer? Like, you cannot possibly be the person that I've been talking to for a year. It's scary. It's scary to, like, have a full view of someone. And it's scary to give people a full view of who you really, really are. And that's why people end up catfishing all the time on top of a plethora of other reasons. Being yourself is a rebellious act. And... I just feel like we don't, as much as we say that we want that, I don't think that we do enough to support people being their authentic selves. And that is why catfishing still exists in 2021. It is your fault. <laughs> it is your fault. It is my fault. It is all of our faults. We all need to do better. We need to do more. We need to do better. And also people need to reach out and go to therapy. That's what that's what we need to do. We need to go to therapy. There are plenty of free therapy outlets out there too. Like we need to be reaching out to those and just making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and loving ourselves enough to know that like we are deserving and worthy of love as ourselves. And again, practicing empathy and realizing that we're all guilty. Like life is a catfish. I say it all the time. Life is a catfish. You are only showing the world, especially through social media, what you think is the most presentable, what you think is the best version of you. That's why people have Finstas, because they don't want to show themselves blackout on a Wednesday night. You know, that's why people have close friends, because they don't want their boss to see them raging, like, on the weekends. You know, like, 
We all, we all do it. We all try to show the light and fluffy and the positive and love and light and like live, laugh, love and everything is great. And like, look at this perfect latte that I'm drinking on a Sunday morning with my perfect girlfriend and my perfect dog and my perfect this, my perfect life. Everything is just perfect, perfect, perfect. No, it's not. No, it's not. And like the more that we're being real about that, I feel like the better off we will be because we're also giving people and like people who are watching us, especially influencers and stuff, like we're giving people a false sense of our reality and a false sense of their own reality and how they should be living their lives and how perfect their lives should be because our lives are so great. And like, no, because like what you're not seeing while I'm posting this perfect latte is like me bawling my eyes out over the fact that I'm not where I want to be in life or like something, you know, like there's so many, there's so many other things behind the scenes. And I think that, you know, for me and like my brand and just how I've decided to go about making a career for myself is kind of like unveiling that behind the scenes, like giving people a look at the reality. The reality is I'm so thrilled that this is my first episode of the podcast. I'm here. I've been working on it for a really long time and I'm thrilled. I'm really, really thrilled. I'm also so fucking happy that this episode is almost over because now I can stop overthinking it because that's what I've been doing for like a week straight. And like maybe now I won't have to run to the toilet every five seconds. Like that's the reality. That's the behind the scenes. That's the things that people won't tell you. They'll just post the cute picture and be like, oh, I just did a thing. But like not actually telling you like the the reality of how they feel. Like that's important too. So let's just hold ourselves accountable. Hold others accountable. Love and light. Everything is perfect and you're perfect just the way you are and world peace. And thank you so much for listening. And if you are enjoying listening to my crazy ass, make sure that you leave me a review letting me know that you love my crazy ass and that you want me to come back every single week because I will. And I'm going to anyway, even if you don't like it, because that is what's in the contract. Anyways, love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.